to another edition of the show. It is episode 309. It's May 25th, 2022, and I'm joined once again by Kyle Klingman from Cedar Grove, Iowa, and uh, the Larry Bird Studio. Kyle, World Team Trials this past weekend. What'd you think? How was it? It was right in your backyard, huh? It was almost. It was an hour and a half south, but I, I love the World Team Trials process because you get to see high-level wrestling and when there's something on the line, it always means more. And yeah, I just thought top to bottom, there were some some really good matches to watch. What'd you think of Nate Jackson? Nate Jackson's awesome, honest, man. Tell me what you said at dinner. <laughs> no, okay. hey, listen, we're going to get into all the stuff, but what I really appreciate is what he's doing with the Black Wrestling Association. I, I think his work there and advancing that, I hope we dive into that a little bit. But uh, I went to the event in Tulsa last year. And I think they're doing some real, real good things there and celebrating that history. So uh, applaud his efforts in that arena. Yeah, he's a multi-talented guy. And let's bring him on. He was your, your well, he was your last chance qualifier champion this past weekend. Your world team trials champion. He's going to wrestle Jaden Cox at Final X. Uh, it's Nate Jackson. Nate, how are you today? I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm excited to uh, see you, Kyle, and see you, Mark, again, and uh, just be able to talk a little bit. Um, I just got back yesterday, actually. Uh, I had some issues with my flight getting out. So uh, that wasn't super fun, and it wasn't a lot of flights going out of Cedar Rapids. So um, I'm excited to be back and uh, got some training to do today. So Awesome. Yeah, uh, Kyle, I'm sure got home no problem. Same thing. With, I got to walk into my house till 2.30 2 a.m. on Monday because we barely got out, but we did. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not the easiest traveling in and out, but that's behind us. Um, but I wanted I want to talk about the past, man. I think I think you know, Reese had tipped me uh, to what was going on, and, and Kyle said he, you spoke about it at the World Team Trials. You almost had to retire. You didn't really, but you you failed a drug test, but you didn't really. But they said you did, and you were suspended. But I gave the really light version. Give me like your version. Yeah, I got you. Um, so a year ago, um, literally a little over a year ago, um, there was the Pan Am Championships in Guatemala. Um, obviously, Team USA did very well. Um, and following that, you know, I won a Pan Am a championship and we, um, you know, we're getting ready for Olympic team trials and then world team trials. And I didn't really think much of it. Um, so what happened was in December, I got notified by um, uh, the ITA, which is the International Testing Agency, that I had uh, tested positive for a performance-enhancing uh, substance or um, some atypical finding. Um, so instantly, I, I was like, okay, something went wrong. Uh, so I'm, th I'm thinking like, okay, did I drink some water? Did somebody else, like from somebody else, uh, did I, you know, because I don't take any supplements or anything like that. Um, so, um, I was actually notified from coach's attic and, uh, that's usually, that's, that's pretty unfamiliar. Usually like the testing agency reaches out to you, um, through your email, but apparently they didn't have my, they sent it to the wrong email. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? Uh, basically there was a six month break between that tournament and them notifying me. So I thought that was super strange. Um, and that was that's been like the crux of like trying to get down to the bottom of it because why was there that long of a break? Uh, obviously, if I found out two weeks after my test, uh, we could do all type of different tests to 
um, make sure that, you know, I can vindicate myself. But that being that far out, um, I was on a provisionary or uh, suspension that started in December. And I've been on that suspension up until uh, literally the day before last chance. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So um, I can get I can get all into the details of, um, you know, just just how we, we try to combat it. Uh, but we didn't have a lot of time to accrue information. Uh, we expedited the process to get a hearing um, in, uh, before uh, before U.S. Open. And during the U.S. Open, uh, they or before the U.S. Open, they told me that basically I was going to be done. So we, I, at that point, I thought that my career was going to be over. Um, and it was going to be a four-year ban. Uh, so for me, obviously, um, with a lot of things that I do, um, getting up in age, I got I got kids, I got family, I got um, a lot of things that that hang on my wrestling legacy, and and I thought that I was going to be removed from the sport. So uh, I had a really good team of lawyers um, to get behind me. Um, I had the support of our delegation, um, and we went through this process of trying to be the first person to get a Boldenone case, which is what the the substance was, uh, overturned. Um, as an athlete, which is just unheard of. Um, so Guatemala, they didn't know this, um, had an issue with meat contamination. Um, and we were able to kind of lay out exactly how that went down. Um, the day before my competition, I didn't, I don't cut weight much uh, at 92 kilos. Uh, I had a burger. <laughs> the burger was a, a half a pound burger, a half pound burger with uh, a piece of ham from Guatemala on it as well. And both of those substances in the area um have a track record of being contaminated um so we just had to prove that and once we proved it uh i got cleared i literally slept in my bed the day before uh last chance qualifier and then drove up at 3 30 to ac and wrestled so um a pretty roundabout way of getting here but you know um i got a lot a lot to give to it now and uh just having or being in that headspace and not being able to do this thing um obviously i still train um i still try to stay motivated i think me and reese uh were doing like a it's like a balancing act some days i was i had a really good day some days i wasn't really in it and i needed him to rope me back in um but it's led to me being here and i have a great opportunity to uh go out there and do some things i've never done before which i'm super excited about yeah, and such a wild story. Meat contamination and the six months went, you know, between the test and the uh, alerting you that you failed. Yeah. Once, once you, and I, I'm interested. You like uh, some days it was great. Some days I had bad days, and that's where my head was was going. My line of questioning was going to be like, "Where's your head at?" And maybe talk to me about the tougher days and. And what that was like, and and like, did you did you actually think like I'm probably never going to compete again? I'm probably retired because that's got to be a real mind twist. Yeah, yeah, I think just you know, as a person who has a family, I had to be realistic with the situation, and you know, I was looking up cases to see if there was a path, and there was no path. Uh, so I was like, okay, like let me get my affairs in order and not, you know, anything too crazy, but I had to start looking at what life would be like if I wasn't competing anymore. 
And I think it would change a lot. So, um, yeah, I think just being honest, I was thinking I was doing this for no reason. I was going to practice for no reason. Um, I was sweating hard and, and, you know, going through really hard practices for no reason. Um, so, you know, some days I wasn't there. Some days I called in sick and I, I couldn't show up because mentally I wasn't there. Um, and then some days I just leaned really hard on my support systems. And, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I think at last chance I was pretty like pretty pissed off. Um, not really – so I had different moments of being upset and being okay. Um, but at last chance, I was pretty pissed off, like just with the whole process. Like, man, why did this have to happen? If I was going to be able to compete at world team trials, I would have done this differently. I would have done this. I would have done this. I would have spent more time here. I would have done this. Um, but at the end of the day and at the end of that tournament, I was able to kind of be grateful. Um, and for the first time, like just breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. Uh, but going through that tournament, you know, I, I questioned the support of our country. I, I questioned um, corruption with UWW, I, you know, and those are things that I battled. And I think being able to compete again at World Team Trials, um, it felt like I was a wrestler again for the first time. Um, for the first time in the last maybe like three or four months uh, where I felt like this is something I can do for X amount of time. Um, and this is something I can grow in. And this is something I, oh, I can learn this and add this for this next week. And I can build here and get a little bit better here. Uh, whereas I was really just trying to hold myself together, um, in the other, you know, in the, in the passing months. Um, so right now I'm in a really good headspace. Um, I know what's in front of me, obviously I'm sure we're going to get into it. Um, but dude, I, I feel like I'm on top of the world and, um, being able to have agency again within the sport, being able to go out on my own terms, uh, create the legacy I want to create for myself um, without having to abide by anybody's, uh, you know, anybody's rules anymore. Um, that's what I'm really excited about. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I keep going back to like this. When you, when you think... You're not going to be able to, or you don't know if you're ever going to be able to wrestle again, but you're training and, and like kind of head, head's not on straight certain days. Have you ever experienced some, it's like, it sounds like a traumatic experience, right? Have you ever, can you relate this to anything you've ever been through? And I don't mean, we, a lot of, we, most of us have lost loved ones here or there, grandmas go or parents go or, and that while that's, you know, it's what it is, yeah. it, it's, it's going to happen. It's gonna happen sooner or later, right? And and that's just sure. something we have to deal with. This, it's not like that. It's like a blindside, and like you said, I'm are, are, is UWW corrupt? And you're questioning all these things, and you probably have dark days. You can't go to practice because you're upset or not in the right headspace. Is have you ever had anything resemble this at all that you can point to back in your life, man? This was really difficult, or this, or or just like nah, this was a totally different type of experience. Yeah, my, my journey has been kind of roundabout. So, like, for me in college, you know, I had, I had three kids by the time I graduated college. Um, I've been through a lot. I've been through um, a lot of uncertainty and not knowing if I'm going to be able to find a way out of it. Yeah. Um, and through it all, I, you know, I, maybe it's just an unshakable faith. I've always kind of thought that things would work out the way they're supposed to. <laughs> Love it. So even in this situation, I had the same mentality where it's like, hey, 
if this isn't in the cards, it's just not in the cards. I'm incredible in these ways, and this is how I'm going to attack this next portion. But I also want to know, like, what the hell happened, right? So even now, like, you're cleared to go. Like, literally, somebody looked at everything, and they were like, all right, you're good. And for me, like, it, it puts a big stain on, like, how we even look at other people who are dealing with whatever, like, some type of substance abuse. Like, if it's this easy, you know, how prevalent is this thing? Like, what's going on? Because I know what I do. I know what I put into my body. You know, I, I, I'm not – like, I don't, I don't take a bunch of supplements. I'm not taking whey protein or anything like that. I'm lifting. I'm working out. Um, I barely eat. <laughs> like, I try to eat. You know, I try to eat to, to feel, make myself feel good. But, dude, it's, it's – um, it was crazy to me. Like, it was mind-blowing. I was like, man, why is this happening to me? And um, I used it as, like, a personal, like, okay, this is, like, hey, this is my character arc, you know? Like, I'm just going through my little stuff, and, you know, who knows where I'm going to be on the other end of it. But through my life, I felt like it's going to all work out for me. But, you know, I, I was upset about the fact that I would be losing wrestling. And I think it's easy to say, like, I had hope here and I had hope here, but for me – um, just in the grand scheme of things, you know, no athlete has ever been, um, you know, put on this type of suspension for this substance and cleared later. It, it hasn't happened. So for me, it was like, that's not, a, that's not really in the cards, Nate. You can sit here and you can go through the steps that you have to go through because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. But, you know, what are you going to be doing? Um, so I'm going to be wrestling in Final X you know, in a little over a week now. And for me, that's like, that's everything. Um, so, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. It's, it's still even kind of hard to talk about. I was a little bit on fire. So it was some flow guys that were at last chance and they got really a good <laughs> insight on exactly how I felt about it. Um, they were able to, you know, record just my, my raw emotions and just how I felt. And I really went into deep detail there, but, I think that's behind me at this point now um, that I can't, I can't even operate in that mental space anymore because there's so much in front of me. Um, but dude, when I tell you that, you know, and you talk about losing loved ones, like a lot of these issues, like a lot of this stuff has collided. You know, I lost, you know, one of my best friends uh, right around the same time uh, that this happened. Um, you know, you go through different things with different people that you care about because you're dealing with different stuff. So it's like, uh, it's a perfect shitstorm, And somehow, like, I'm in this position now where uh, things can start to look up. Did your kids know? I, I know your, your older kids must be at least old enough to understand this. I don't know exactly how old all your kids are. But did your kids know what, what was going on? Or were you just kind of, playing, you know, doing your thing and just explain this later? Yeah, man. So over the, you know, my, my oldest is nine. He's my son and I have three daughters, eight, five, and four. And uh, I think because of this situation, like it's been weighing on me. It's been weighing on my wife. It's been heavy on our house. Um, we've been neglecting them a little bit, you know? So, you know, the last couple of weeks, we've been having some really good conversations with our oldest two mainly, and then just kind of trickling it down to our younger to but man like we have to be okay because they need us to confide in when they're dealing with their stuff too you know i have a, a son who's about to go into fifth grade in a new school 
um, a daughter who's starting homework and things like that. Like, I don't really have a lot of um, leeway to just go sit in the corner and like, <laughs> you know, be upset about something. Yeah. So I didn't put this on them and they have enough on their plate. But, you know, for me right now, like it's about pouring into them and being able to come out from this. I'm sure there's going to be a really cool story about it later. Like I can, you know, I might be able to write a book about this one day and it's going to be something that can transform their life. And, you know, not to mention all the other things that, that we can add value to their lives. But for me, this has been something that's been really heavy on me, Reese, uh, my wife, and uh, really, you know, the, the Princeton guys, but um, we, we've kept it kind of within ourselves and just tried to manage it the best we can. And, and I think we got the best result. Once, once you finally got cleared and they're like, okay, ah, sorry, we screwed up. And you're like, okay, sweet. I, I can do last chance. Were you confident you'd make it to this point? You know, and, and looking at the brackets and who's registered, I thought you would too. Cause I'm like, it's Nate's record is that he's track records that he's going to get past all these guys and make it to Jaden. Were you, were you that confident? Yeah, I, I was, I wasn't going to give up a point, you know, like, and that's like, that's what I was telling the, the arbiter during the hearing, like, Hey, you know, let's get through this. And then I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. And that, that's just what I thought. That's what I believe. Um, I'm a person of great conviction. Like I just feel like it was in the cards um, but also just familiarity with some of those other people in the bracket. Um, I thought other people would may move around to try to jump in there. Um, I didn't see that, but I was prepared to blank everybody. Um, the cool thing about this whole thing is Reese has been really focused as a coach. Um, he's been challenging me, you know, so we had um, this guy that I lost to actually at Warsaw. His name is uh, Zbigniew Baranowski. He was a, uh, he's actually a 97 kilo guy now but he was 92 kilos last year. And then the year before that, so he was number five in the world at 92 kilos year before that he was, uh, I think he was 86 kilos, but really tough opponent, uh, really good at shot defense. Uh, so he proposed, you know, he put an- another challenge in front of me. Um, and I've been training with him for months now. Um, and it was, it was the best thing for me. It kind of took my mind off of the issues that I had outside uh, the, the wrestling room because I was, you know, I had a new problem to solve on the inside of the wrestling room and it's, it's really leveled me up. Um, you know, I've, I've trained with pretty much everybody uh, who's of prominence in the country. Um, I know where I stack up. I know my ceiling is really high and I don't think I'm very close to it. Um, so it's kind of cool that I now have an opportunity to continue to do this thing where I wouldn't have otherwise. It's interesting you bring up your ceiling and, and saying it's high and you're not even close. And just to see the progression you've made over the last couple, few years has, has been really impressive. You've made a lot, a lot of big jumps since college, really, right? Um, you, you've, you've definitely made a bigger name for yourself. What do you attribute that to? Um, I, I give it all to the guys who I work with, man. Like, I, I got to really... The, the belief that the people around me have in me is, is really strong. Um, the level of coaching is really high as well. So when I first got in, you know, I learned a lot from, you know, the three guys we have on staff, Sean Gray, uh, Chris Ayers, Joe Dubuque. And then I think with the addition of Reese and 
I, I, I say I'm a slow learner. Reese always laughs when I say that, but it takes me a while to pick up new concepts. But once I get them, they click and they become ingrained. So, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a while, man. We've been working together for a long time. And a lot of the things that he does really well is starting to just be a part of something that I do really well. Um, and in addition with the things that I am pretty good at. So, you know, just offensively, like, I don't think there's anybody in the world that can match what I can do offensively. I can literally do anything. Um, and then it's just about being creative and then figuring out how to manage. And, you know, it's, it's a game, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, and I've taken a lot from some of the people I've trained with as well. You know, we talk about Pat Downey. He jumped in there at, at my bracket. You know, I've learned a lot from him, you know, and I used to be somebody who micromanaged and everything needed to be perfect for you to be successful. Obviously, in this situation here, if I needed everything perfect uh, for it to work out, I wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't have been able to have success at the World Team Trials. I wouldn't have been able to have success at the last chance. Uh, but, you know, his mentality is like, hey, man, he's tough. And sometimes it's about being tough. Um, I'm pretty tough. Uh, I feel like I'm in like zombie mode. Like through this process, I've been able to just move forward. And I've added that to my wrestling where if I'm tired, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm, I'm not giving up anything. Um, you know, you're going to have to kill me at this point. So um, I'm really excited to be able to showcase some of my ability against a higher level opponent. Um, because I've done it before with this opponent specifically in the room. Um, and I know that, you know, uh, you know, I know Jaden is going to be preparing pretty tough for this. one. He's going to be preparing really hard. He's going to take it seriously because he knows um, what's coming. And, you know, I just wanted to be, you know, fire the whole time. So that's my biggest thing. Just making sure I'm ready to go at 100 miles an hour the whole time. Jaden spent, was it a, correct me, just tell me the answer, a year or so training with you guys? And yeah, it's about a year. Uh, yep, about a year on and off. So he was part time, but he was there probably a total of like four months or something like that. Sure. I don't talk about two different things. One, your progression, because we talked about how you, you made some gains and you feel like you have a lot of space to go still. Talk about your progression in general, how much you progressed over that last year and your dealings it doesn't have to be who won or not but just you know the wrestling training going live with Jaden and what that experience has been like and maybe if you've learned from him yeah no so um I felt like this since I was younger I mean I wasn't a I was never the best kid you know on my my kids teams but I always started to get to the top of that room before I went to the next thing yeah uh, high school I was at the bottom and then I had to climb to the top of that room college I was at the bottom and I had to climb to the top of that room um and it was the same thing here like you know Downey was really good when we got him and I had to eventually climb to the top of that room um Jaden was a new challenge and I had to grow a lot you know I had to grow a lot really fast because you're going with somebody all the time yeah um and I had to you know and I had to climb and I made those gains and I'm you know I'm not going to tell you how they went but I think you know, just being candid, you know, a big part of Jaden going to Michigan is because of what was in the room um, and not from a training partner perspective. I think maybe he thought that it was going to be a trainer partner situation. Um, but when he made the decision that he wants to go 92 again, um, which when we were talking, it was like he was going to go back, go up to 97. When he made the decision that he was going to go 92 again, um, you know, I don't think 
I don't think it would have worked anymore uh, for him to stay stay here. And me and Jaden are really close. Uh, we talk off the air all the time. You know, we talk. You know, if he he has something on his mind, we're we're catching up. Like that's my boy. But um, you know, I'm excited because it takes a lot for me to be or for people to be able to see everything that I can do. And I think some of the things that he presents actually is going to make me have to wrestle uh, to the best of my ability. And that's all I want. I just want to be at that, at that moment in that stage, being able to wrestle at the top of my game. So people can really see that, um, you know, Nate Jackson is a generational talent too. He went from a, you guys went from training partners to competitors basically. And that, that's maybe why he went to Michigan. I think you got to ask him, man. I think yeah. oh, he really knows the, 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 the nuts and bolts of it. Um, but in my head, that's what makes the most sense to me. Um, and I can kind of, I saw the writing on the wall and then when it happened, it kind of, for me, it just kind of reassured that. Do you think that training with him could give you what you need to beat him? Not even necessarily that you feel what he's doing, but that like training with a guy like that will help you elevate yourself. And all of a sudden, I mean, you sound confident. You sound like you believe you're going to win. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm going to win. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, but you know, I got a plan and everything has been going according to the plan so far. Um, so we're, we're going to just ride this thing out. Uh, maybe I'll know when we get closer exactly how it's going to go, but <laughs> um, no, I'm going to win. And I'm not sure where I'll be once that happens um, competitively, but in my mind, Jaden is the best in the world. So um, I know that he's preparing for, you know, Iran and he's preparing for me and he's getting ready to be the best in the world. Um, I like where I am. I like where I'm going to be when I beat Jaden um, because he, because I respect him and I know how good he is. And I know that last year, I think he should have won. Um, so when I beat Jaden, you know, you guys are going to be seeing crams on the, the, the world stage. And, you know, I'm going to, after that, I'll write a book and it'll be cool. Okay, I want to take off the journey for just a side here. Maybe maybe it's just a slang, and I don't know. Where'd Cram come from? Cram double. I know, I know what it means, <laughs> but I don't know where that Yeah, so uh, it's this guy named Tony Baker, right? Tony Baker Comedy. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. He's, uh, he's hilarious, right? So he had these uh, – he does commentary on, like, animals doing stuff. So it'll be, like, a fox chasing a rabbit. And he'll be, like, pretending to be the rabbit, making funny sounds – he did one where uh, it was two Rams and they were hitting each other and they were cramming. And it's, it's hilarious, like so funny. Um, but me and Reese were actually watching these videos when I was in Belarus in 2019. Um, and I double-legged everybody there for the whole tournament. It was, uh -huh. it was a great tournament. Um, I won. It was my first international gold. Um, it, was, it was a great experience. It was a really cool place. It's pretty Pretty crazy that Belarus is in the condition that it is now, just socially. Yeah. Um, but it was a it was one of the best experiences of my life, just being out there and um, and taking in that culture. Uh, but yeah, dude, we were we were hitting him, and as we were hitting him, like he's like cram, you know, and it just kind of stuck. Uh, so I made a bunch of little videos, um, yeah, clipping awesome. up some of the highlights of those matches, and they blew up. People still at this at this point they they solicit the cram videos. Um. I haven't officially retired the cram videos, but it takes a lot of work to keep those things up and running. And I've been focusing on other things, but 
no, it's, it's been cool, man. And, and, and it's recognizable. Um, I think you guys do a good job of hyping it up. And then so many others like you in the media space, uh, like that type of stuff. And I think for wrestling to continue to be a, you know, to be something that's growing and uh, garnering more attention, uh, as, as athletes, we got to be a little bit more creative and, and a little bit more exciting and offer more than just, uh, uh, high crotches and hard clubs. I love that. I love that. And you guys, I mean, you guys at NJRTC are known for having a little bit of flair, right? A little bit of pizzazz, some kind of like this Jersey swagger about you, whatnot, right? It's not just all like head down and wrestle. Um, and <laughs> at the world team trials, there's a camera guy, I think right next to Reese, you're getting ready to wrestle. He goes, Hey, turn the camera. That's you double it. So. <laughs> Camera whips, whistle blows, double leg, like right off the whistle. And now my, my question is like, I don't think you knew that happened when you're, you're in the match, you're wrestling, Reese says that, that's off to the side. You're not, I don't think, paying attention to that. At my question is, how much are you in between matches? How loose do you get? And are you laughing, joking, talking about that? Or is it like, no, I just got to stay focused today. And at the end of the day, we can be silly and talk about whatever happened, but we're going to be focused all day. Like where's your focus versus yeah. like relax kind of. Yeah. So I, I go yeah. by like the moment I stop having fun with it, I'll be done with it. Right. So like for me, I had a very rigid uh, structure. Uh, shout out DG at IU. Uh, shout out Dwayne Goldman. Uh, you know, like I'm a grown, grown ass man. I, love wrestling. Um, I like cool things happening. And if I had the same mentality as I did as I was, as, as when I was in college, I wouldn't be wrestling anymore. It's just, it's too hard, man. Like for me, it's as soon as I'm off the mat, like I have maybe about, you know, three matches out, I'm super tunnel vision, maybe, maybe 30 minutes or something like that. I'm like focused. But other than that, I try to keep it really light. I think Reese kind of brings that energy. Um, he's kind of taking me out of my shell a little bit. Um, and then it's infectious, man. Like watch us on these trips. People want to be around us. You know, people want to uh, hang with us. People who jump in with us, even for a little bit of time, they have a lot of success. Um, you know, and I don't, you know, like shout out, shout out Chance Marceller, you know, that was my training partner this week uh, or the last couple of weeks, actually. Um, and, you know, boom, right up. And I'm not attributing that all to us, but I think that energy has something to do with it. Um, there's enough time in a day for you to be hyper-focused on something. And, you know, like, it, it, I think that in order to really enjoy this experience, like, you actually have to try to enjoy it. Um, so I've been trying to enjoy my experiences. Um, I did hear him. I did hear him, like, after the match, I realized that I did hear him say that. I thought I heard something. Uh, but it didn't matter. I was going to shoot that double leg nine times out of ten. I mean – I'm going to shoot the double leg regardless right off the whistle. I'm, I haven't been scored on it. It's pretty surprising. Like, when I wrestle Jaden, I'm going to shoot a double leg really hard uh, off the whistle. And I'll see, you know, he's, it's a test. You know, I want to see maybe he'll try to do something cool and beat it. Like, I don't know. Um, but it's really a, 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 like a measuring stick. If I hit that double leg and judging on their reaction, some guys get hit and they go, oh, and they get taken down. Some guys get hit. They don't get taken down, but they didn't like that. Um, it changes the way you wrestle. It changes the way you wrestle. Um, I want people to wrestle my style. So um, I want you to feel everything behind this shot. And then 
if you're good with that, we're going to have a scrap. If you're not good with that or you didn't like that, the match is going to be over pretty soon. And for me, it keeps me fresh and uh, it's fun. Heck yeah. Um, you guys wrestle in Stillwater, is that right? Stilly. Yes, sir. June, Oklahoma. June 3rd, man. That's right up the road from here. So, so that's super exciting. Um, and I know Kyle's been sitting over here real quiet and real patient, but I, I believe he's got some stuff he probably wants to ask as well. We have our game called Sweat It Out, Nate. After what you've been through, I don't think this will be too bad for you, but I have five questions hoping to make you sweat. You ready to play? Let's do it. All right, question number one. What year did Indiana win the NCAA Wrestling Championships? Uh, I'm going to guess and say 1932. Man, you didn't even have to guess. That's the right answer. Get out of here. No way. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Stop. Shut up. You knew that. Shut up. I'm dead serious right now. Come on. I literally thought, what is the latest year that I could possibly think for Indiana? That is insane. I had no idea. You're making this up. I, Yo, no, I come swear, on, Nate. This is this is hilarious. I'm pretty good at guessing numbers, though. But well, go ahead. Come on, uh, that's that's insane number... to me. I had no idea. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Wait, no uh, way, dude. That's insane. Yeah, okay, nice yeah, I don't so know if he's playing I, around. I gotta, say this. I gotta say this. Like the other, the other, a couple months ago, we played a game at my house. Again, there's uh, my wife and f uh, four kids. So we played a game where they all would guess a number uh, from one to a hundred. And then I'd try to see if I could get it. And I got everybody's number and everybody, it, it blew my mind, but it blew everybody's mind. And I never played the game again because obviously, you know, yeah, I think I might go to Vegas. I might have to go to Vegas. Uh, I'm going yeah, with you. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, number two. Name one member of the Jackson Five other than Michael Jackson. Tito. You got it. Man, he's Not a guess. Right now. <laughs> All right, number three. Who was the first black wrestler to win an NCAA wrestling title? Uh, I should know this. Hmm. The first black wrestler to win an NCAA wrestling title. Um, Douglas. He never Lee won Kim? one. No, you have to uh, go way back. It's uh, it's Simon Roberts, University of Iowa, 1957. Okay. Uh, I wish I wish oh. you'd have given him Simon Roberts and then made him guess the year. <laughs> yeah, yep. I would have got the <laughs> year. <laughs> Sorry, Simon. <laughs> Uh, number four, who did you defeat 17 to 11 in the finals of the 2014 Keystone Classic? Uh, Keaton Subject. You got it. Hey, he headlocked me. It was a headlock from hell. I spent my whole first period on my back. It was, uh -huh. it was uh, pretty extreme. 5-0 or 6-0? Oh, man. It was bad. Whatever it was, I was – I think it took a lot out of him, though. <laughs> yeah, you got 17 points on him eventually, so, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, number five, who does the rap duo Outcast apologize to and say, I am for real and one of its hit songs? Um, that is going to be Miss Jackson. Yep. Got it. Yeah, I, I got that all my, my childhood. So, uh, <laughs> you know, sorry, mom. Sorry, <laughs> Miss Jackson. 
Oh man, Nate, this is great, man. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you truly believe you're gonna? You do. You truly believe you're gonna win and go to the world championships? Yeah, I don't think I'd be here, man. I, I don't think I'd be here if I wasn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna win and go to the world championships, and uh, you know, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be really cool. So I'm, I'm really excited to get out there. And Jaden's gonna be tough, man. And I know he's training really hard right now, like harder than he's ever trained, because he knows that he knows how I'm coming. Just from wrestling with you, is that what you mean? Or he knows that you're gonna Oh yeah, the uh, just from wrestling with me, man. Yeah, and and with all this that's been happening too, he might he might be on the bike right now as we speak. If he's if he's not watching, if he, I know Jaden and he heard you say you're gonna win. Jaden yeah. doesn't like that. Hey, no. Jaden doesn't like when I say I'm going to win. No, I'm sure he doesn't like when anybody says that. And he says it, right? I read everything. He's, he watches, reads, and knows when people are talking about him. So it's going to be an interesting scrap. Of course, you guys met. Did you guys wrestle in Lincoln? Yeah, we actually did. Yeah, that right? was – was that last year? No, maybe early last early year. Early 21, I think, in January, because David yeah. and, and Jordan wrestled in. You guys both competed here, I believe. Remember, David got contact traced or something from COVID, and yeah, that, yeah. that match got canceled. We did it three days later, four days later, something like that in Lincoln. Yep, that's, I got you. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I think we competed at 215. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Man, still water. 202 is different. I know Jaden's watching. 202 is a lot different. Now, now is, is this mental warfare that's going on here? No, no, I wouldn't do that. But, uh, but if it is, if it's working, you know, you know, I, I know Jaden's pretty big, and um, you know, for me, actually at Iowa, dude, I was underweight after my last match in that first session or that first day, so I got to make sure I get my weight back up. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm ready. If I had to wrestle and step on the scale right now, I could go step on the scale and wrestle. Um, Jaden, I know. You know, he has a hard time sometimes. So I'm I'm excited, man. I'm I was I was hoping we would be like one of the first matches of the card, but it looks like we're gonna be one of the, the later matches. But either way, I uh, I don't really care. Yeah, well, we're super excited, super stoked, and uh we'll be there. Stillwater, Oklahoma. And if if you can't be there in, in person, folks, you can check it out live right here on Flow Wrestling. So um yeah, that's gonna do it, Nate. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing your story. We're going to give you the final word before we let you get out of here. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, I'll see you guys in Stillwater June 3rd. I'm excited. All right, we'll be there. Thanks so much, Nate. Have a great day. All right. All right. Take later. care. Kyle, bold predictions here. Says he's going to beat Jaden Cox. Uh, he said I'm going to beat him, so I assume that means he's going to beat him twice. <laughs> Which is all yeah. over, but it sounds like he believes he can do it. He's obviously he's the underdog. Yeah, you go into that. I I would be disappointed if he got on here and said I'm gonna lose two straight matches <laughs> and gonna give it one heck of a try. So yeah, I mean I I think he he. I'll tell you what, listening to that sometimes you roll your eyes and like yeah you can say you're gonna beat someone, but I don't believe you. I mean I truly believe he believes it. Yeah, and it makes it exciting for me to watch this matchup because I, I think he believes he can do it. And I think that's going to be a, a dangerous matchup. Absolutely. Really looking forward to that one. Of course, I think 13 other matchups. We'll see everyone at least twice and any of them that go to the third. So 
A lot of great wrestling on June 3rd at the first Final X in Stillwater. And then just a few days later, that first one's on a Friday. The next one's on Wednesday afternoon, the very next week, June 8th, um, at the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden in New York City. So it should be awesome. It should be a lot of fun. Um, you can catch that all live right here in Flow Wrestling. Of course, that leads into the World Championships, which you can also watch right here um, in September the 10th to the 18th, I think, if I got that correct. So. Um, the whole series right here on Flow. We hope you guys tune in and enjoy, and uh, we'll see you next time. For Kyle Klingman, I'm Mark Bader. That was Nate Jackson. See you next time.